Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to r slash malicious compliance, where these idiots get absolutely destroyed at a Wendy's drive-thru in the best way possible. Stop this and tell me what's going on right now. Hey all. If you know me, you know that I operate a drive-thru in the Wild West, living the dream in Arizona. Things are hectic here at Mendy's, but it's been admittedly a little more so and in a very different way since a certain brand of the devil's lettuce has been legalized. Like people are straight up wandering around the valley looking like they just landed on planet Arizona, not knowing the basics of life. I mean, I'm having to explain toilets, doors, water bottles. Oh, you gotta twist it, bruh. Nars and especially the drive-through. It's like idiocracy come to life, and we've got a crew of Luke Cunningham Wilsons and Maya Rudolphs trying to make it through our day. Last night, another one of these aliens entered our airspace. So I approached with my usual greeting, one of two possible. Hi, welcome to Mendy's. Please hold on a second and I'll be right with you. It's policy that we must greet the car within five seconds, preferably three, of them setting our bell off when they drive close enough for their window to reach the speaker. So if we're busy with a previous order or orders, we'll greet and have them hold. Well, this wasn't cutting it for this car full of Dak Shepherds. As soon as I told them to hold, they were. What? What the frick? Nah, nah, you talk to the other guy, man. I swear to God, bruh, tell me what's going on right now, man. What's going on? Don't say no more words till you tell me what's going on right now, man. Wow, just friggin' wow. This was a peppering of words fired at me nerf style by the entire car of people. It was hard to say who said what, but I applied my MC to all of them. Spray and pray style. Well, sir, you're currently in a drive-thru of an Arizona Mendy's. By pulling your vehicle up to our speaker, you are entering into a social contract where I listen to what food you would like to order from our restaurant and put that into our system so our amazing chefs know what to make for you. Sometimes I don't have time to take that order with immediacy, so I'll tell you to hold until I'm ready to enter your order. I can only enter your order when I'm standing within reaching distance of the POS and when I'm logged in. If I've told you to hold on, in about 30 seconds or less, I will then take your order. Do you understand? Great. Now, hold on while I figure out what's going on with the previous order. Then, they respond, Oh, no freaking way. All of that and I still have to wait. You could have taken my order already. We're out of here. I try to reply as I hear them peeling out. Sir? But it was too late. They hit the car in front of them. They were so angry that they forgot how stupidly high they were. They literally rammed the car in front of them. They both had to pull forward, but the car in front refused to move because they didn't want these guys taking off. It shut our drive through down for an hour and a half. Our lobby was rocking. The kids, all four of them, each got arrested. Three in handcuffs, one with his parents. It was a melee. One kid wound up getting hauled off after everything. The car was towed, and the other kids wound up in tears at the end of it. Much drugs were involved based on smell alone and grape of all flavors. I mean, the main thing that springs to mind after hearing this story is just, wow, what a place Arizona must be. If that's kind of the norm, 
then get me there on holiday. Uh, it, it sounds interesting, to say the least. I will say that what they were doing was obviously highly illegal. And, uh, yeah, good thing that they kind of got found out for it, although they did cause damage in the end. But, wow, just have a little bit of patience, lads. Get your food and F off. Everyone would have been chilled. Although you were driving high, which, once again, is, is illegal. So, yeah, probably for the best that this happened, really. Now for our next malicious compliance post. Oh, this isn't my yard? All of this is your yard. My wife and I bought our first home in early 2021 at the perfect time. Our house is in an older neighborhood, but is a new build. Prior to the house being built, it was just a plot of land that was overgrown with trees and bushes. We bought our house and the backyard needed work. There was about 100 feet deep of backyard that we could play with, but that was all due to some overgrowth of vines, bushes, small trees, bamboo, you name it. To give some context, our plot of land is shaped like a parallelogram. It doesn't just go straight like a rectangle. Our yard is sort of angled. My wife and I worked hard to start clearing it out. It turns out we still had about 25 feet deep of backyard to play with once all the rubbish was removed. We started out in the center and cleared it out, then started working on the sides of the overgrowth. We got to the neighbor to our left and found our survey stake, so we stopped there. We started on the other side and after a few days of working on it, we came outside to a patchwork fence from our neighbor to the right. This fence was just tree limbs and things stabbed into the ground. We still had a good 15 feet or so to reach our other stake. But seeing as though we hadn't met or talked to these neighbors yet, we decided to stop there for now since it was getting colder out and we didn't want to step on the new neighbor's toes. Fast forward a few months and it's springtime. That patchwork fence had long fallen down and limbs and things had been removed. I start mowing my lawn and I mow from my front stake diagonally to where my back stake is, which I'm able to see pretty clearly through the overgrowth. I start cutting the overgrowth and I get through most of it that day. I make a huge pile in the back of my yard and a company comes out the next day to remove the brush with four truckloads. The next week I go to cut my grass and see that there's rocks and sticks laid down way into my yard about halfway down and it goes all the way back to where the original patchwork fence was. I'm curious as to why my neighbor would put them there. So I started doing some research. I pulled out our survey from when the house was being built and I started walking our property line from our front marker to our back marker matched. So I walked between the back left marker to the back right marker. It also matched. Our survey said 115 feet of length between survey pins. I used both a really long tape measure and one of those walking measures and got within plus or minus three of 115 feet. So I knew that we were right on the spot. Of notes, I'd also tried introducing myself to my neighbors and the husband was quiet, but nice. But the wife just ignored us. No waves, no smiles, nothing. So I move the rocks to the back of my yard and throw the sticks in the yard waste bin. I finish cutting the grass and start working on spraying the little root systems from the brush that I had removed the week prior. All of a sudden, our male neighbor comes outside and walks towards me. He says that, hey, just so you know, you removed our privacy plants that help conceal us from the people behind us. Not sure if you thought your yard extended this far or what, but this is all our yard. I'll tell him that, well, our survey shows that the distance between these two pins in the back should be 115 feet, which is what I got when I measured them. Also from measuring from the front pins to the bottom pins, both of these numbers were about right as well. So everything is matching up on our survey. He says, well, my wife works for the city and they can see exactly where the plots are and my plot goes to here while pointing like 15 feet 
into my yard. I tell him that we can split the cost of a survey if he wants, but he's not interested and goes inside. I keep doing my thing in my yard and two weeks pass by and I go to cut the grass again. There are now bricks, rocks, more limbs, yard spray paint and flags 15 feet into my yard. I'm now really irritated. I knock on the door with no answer despite them both being home. I know this because I could see them through the window when cutting grass. I also saw they were live viewing me on the ring. I move what I can and I finish cutting the grass. I go to Lowe's and pick up some string and run string from my front stake to my back stake. Next week, it's cut and laying way inside my yard. When he was getting into his car later that evening, I ask why they cut my string. Oh, my mower must have run over it. I tell him that's strange that his mower ran over it and ended up in my yard where he says that my yard ends. I then tell him that my survey is new and more likely to be right than whatever system his wife is using to determine plots. He tells me, well, then I guess you're gonna have to pay to get a new survey done. Okay, I will. I got many quotes and the two lowest I got were $550 and $980. The highest I got was $4,400. The $550 was from the company who did the original survey before the house was built. I'm not sure why the price was so vastly different for the same services, but whatever. I pay that $550 and have the survey done. They put up a total of 15 stakes down that side of my property line. The kicker, I was wrong. My yard didn't go to where I thought it did. Instead, it went further into their yard by as much as four feet in some places. I was confused and I asked a surveyor to explain. Apparently, there used to be an old rock feature between our houses that was mostly on my neighbor's plot, but some was on the empty plot where my house was built. My neighbor didn't want to deal with the hassle of trying to tear down and rebuild certain spots, so the builder paid him for the land the rock wall sat on, plus about a foot into their yard, and the builder removed the rock wall. I had the pins down and was worried they'd try to mess with them, so I bought some outdoor cameras and pointed them at my property line. We went on vacation, and when we came back, yep, the stakes were gone. I leave another note because they don't answer and explain that what they did was illegal and how we needed to talk about it and I left my number. I watch the video and see his wife taking up all of the stakes. I don't hear anything for a few days, so I end up speaking with the husband while he was about to go for a run. He claims he never got my note and didn't know anything about any stakes. I tell him I have his wife on video removing the stakes He says he'll talk to her. I get a text that night apologizing and saying they won't remove the stakes again. What happened to not getting my note that had my number? I'm like, no, you won't remove the stakes again and you will be paying for another survey. He says they didn't know it was done by an actual surveyor. I tell him it doesn't matter. We go back and forth before he eventually concedes after I threaten small claims or even the police. I call the original surveyors and explain the situation. They say, well, we don't want to do a job that has potential criminal implications like this, so we won't do it again. I then call the next lowest quote I got. They were now able to do it for $900. I say, let me get back to you and I'll let my neighbor know. He's fuming, saying no way is that right. A survey doesn't cost that much, blah, blah, blah. I tell him he's free to get his own quote for that side of the yard and give him five companies I tried not the original since they didn't want to be involved. A week passes and I ask him what quote he ended up getting that was the cheapest and he says it was the $900, but he wouldn't be paying it. I tell him, okay, pay the $500 fine, get a misdemeanor and we'll go to small claims and you'll still end up owing me since I have it on video and via text. The next day, I am handed $900 
all in $10 and $5 bills and he walked off. The $900 quote ended up going back up to over $1,000 since we waited too long and they had too many bookings. I called the original company and I told them that, hey, we settled our differences. He paid me for the cost of the survey and I'm just going to go and get another one done. Could you come out and do it? And they came out and did it for the same $550. So I now have a fence and trees lining both sides of my yard and I believe the neighbors are moving soon based on the furniture I see them taking out. You know what? I actually just love stories like this where you get someone that is so petty and so kind of selfish saying, no, 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 you're definitely wrong. Trust me. And they even, maybe even they, they know that, that they're in the wrong, but they don't really care. They're just like, no, this is what I have in my mind. This is going to be the case no matter what, no matter what you do. And in the end, if they'd just been nice the whole time and neighborly and just a, a good person, they would have ended up with more backyard because you never would have called this survey in, would you? You would have just said, I think it's up to here. And they would have said, realistically, yeah, you're right. But now because of the new survey, they get less space. It's just so dumb. Like it is in effect stealing someone else's property or land if you do say to somebody that in effect their land is yours. So it's just great karma that this has been put right back on them. And yeah, as a result, their property is smaller. Good stuff. Also, I will just say they do sound like horrible people as well. So that makes this malicious compliance a lot better as well. Really enjoy this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Now for our last malicious compliance post of this episode. My EMT job won't give me my state-provided PTO illness leave when I quit because I didn't request it at the time I was sick? Weird. I'm suddenly feeling feverish. My EMT job largely hired 18 to 22 year olds who usually had this as their first ever job. They heavily emphasized that employees who are part-time get no PTO, but kept the state-provided illness PTO heavily under wraps. So the majority of people had zero clue that it could be used at any time that you had to call in sick. I'd gotten sick many times during my time working there because it was the COVID era. And not once did they breathe about taking paid time off despite there being an entire process involving HR to take time off for COVID. Granted, yes, they could have assumed that I knew or whatever, but trust me when I say this place was predatory when it came to paying us minimum wage as EMTs and a single person that even worked there for years knew about it. On my second to last day of my two-week notice, I discovered that there was an indication of PTO in my file, which we'd all largely ignored since we were told that we don't get any. Here is how that conversation went. I noticed that my file states I have unused PTO. I'm confused because we were told we don't receive PTO at all since we're part-time. HR replied, that's state-mandated PTO for illness. Well, since I haven't used it, will I see it in my last paycheck? No, it's only for illness leave. I got COVID twice working here and had to take weeks off. Can it be used retroactively for that? No, it has to be requested at the same time as when you're taking off. Well, that would have been nice to know when I contacted HR multiple times for sick leave regarding COVID. Weird how nobody thought to offer it or ask if I intended on using it. 
I have two shifts left this week that I'm willing to work, but can we figure out a way for me to receive the health PTO? No, that's not possible. You will also be unable to request a recommendation letter if you call off at all during your two-week notice due to a lack of professionalism. So in order for me to get that money, I would have had to call in sick and request that I use my medical PTO at the same time. Yes. Okay, so I'm calling to let you know that I have to call off today and tomorrow because I'm not feeling well and I'd like to use my PTO. Well, well, are you are you really sick? If I'm sick, will I get to use my medical PTO? Well, yes, but then yes, I'm sick. I'll be using all 16 hours of my PTO health leave. I also want to make sure this is documented as an excused medical absence so I'm not penalized for calling off of shifts during my two-week notice. Yeah, now this, this is just a little bit disgusting like if a company is hiding a policy that is is to benefit their workers that's just a little bit shady isn't it come on i get it your temps you're not full-time but still if there is some sort of benefit or mandate that you can use when you're ill that they're electing to not really tell you about even though it is in the rules and regs that is very poor form from them maybe it's on you i guess to, to know these things but clearly they're pretty much hiding it and only in situations like this, where you get someone like OP who really delves into it and finds out their real rights, do they actually get found out. It's a bit of a disgrace, isn't it, really? Come on. Like, so you're telling me that you're real despite working, you know, in the EMT and you don't get any money? Crazy. Very tough. I know they're not full-time, they're not full-time employees, but still... That is, that is a bit of a joke. The one thing that you have to do now, though, is tell all your colleagues, all, like, former colleagues as well. I don't know if you could go back and sue, or not sue, but you could probably go back and say, look, I was, I was, you know, owed this money from when I was sick because of the PTO that, that we weren't told about. But anyway, at the very minimum, current colleagues or, or people that work there now that may not know about this, you have to tell them. You have to make it your, your duty. Think of all the, the, the money that you could make and, and save current employees but also the anxiety. I mean, imagine thinking that you're not going to get paid because you're ill. People would probably go into work very ill in order to get paid, right? So, you know, you're probably saving people's health as well as making them a lot of money. It's just disgraceful to have this in place, but not tell your workers about it. Great malicious compliance right there. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of r slash malicious compliance. Let me just have a look, actually, because I don't think that I've been on this subreddit in quite a while now. I don't know if you've noticed, but um, I'm going back through some of the older subreddits that people used to love on the channel and seeing if people still do. Malicious Compliance is one of them. We had stories about Kevin the other day, which you guys seem to love. There was uh, some great feedback there. But yeah, not made a video on Malicious Compliance in over three months. So let me know. Do you want more? Do you want less? Leave a comment down below and I'll see you on the next one.